1: How how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. For you personally? I think we ain't done yet.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Butting Heads Podcast, part of Ramstalk Radio, proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the best place to get your sports podcast. I'm Steve Barrow here as always with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, I, I don't remember who I was having this conversation with on, on Twitter, uh, one of our listeners, so sorry I forgot you are, but um, they asked if we should put the Von Miller I think we ain't done yet soundbite in the intro, and I said if we re-sign him I would do that. And that's not going to happen. We are back on for a pod tonight. Wasn't fully planned, but uh, as I'm sure you're aware by now, Von Miller has signed with the Bills for a shitload of money. Uh, Johnny, how are you feeling today?
1: It it feels like I just got gored in the balls (laughs) by a bison.
2: Is gored an actual term? I thought that was just Rhino's finisher.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, whenever, uh, whenever, especially in bullfighting, that's what they call it is when you gore somebody.
2: Ah, all that. And I thought
1: Rhino, the wrestler, just made it up. <laughs> no, he wasn't the first one to gore somebody.
2: Oh, man. All right. <laughs> well, anywho, um, So let's talk about the, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, we hit on the Note Boom, Brian Allen signings and everything that came with that, uh, everything that happened on day one. So today we'll be talking about day two and three. I believe Derek will actually be back tomorrow with a podcast if he's not lying to me uh, to talk about, I'm sure, this and whatever else happens tomorrow. We'll also, this is being recorded at 7.15 Pacific Time. What is today? Wednesday? Jesus Christ. What a week, huh? Uh, Wednesday night. So if anything happens after tonight, not my problem. Uh, let's start with Von Miller, man. Six years, $120 million, $51 million guaranteed. Uh, I, I just like... <laughs> So, so let's start with this before we get actually get into the deal. Uh, there has been some talk about, like, oh, was the trade worth it? Let's just get it out of the way. Yes, the trade was worth it. We won the Super Bowl. That's the goal of the sport. And we wouldn't have won, him, won it if we didn't make this trade. So it's unfortunate that, as a result, um, we only get a couple games of Von Miller. And uh, if you guys aren't aware yet, Uh, A lot of people thought that we could get a third-round pick compensatory selection back for Von Miller, but due to the CBA rules, if a player has played 10 or more seasons, you cannot get higher than a fifth-round compensatory selection for them leaving. So it'll be a fifth. So essentially, the Rams traded a second- and third-round pick for a handful of games of Von Miller and a fifth-round pick, Um, which that that rule the fact that we're not going to comp pick makes it even more insane that he got this contract. Uh but clearly the trade is worth it, right? Like I don't even think there's a fucking debate to it.
1: Yeah, not at all. It it, it it's uh it rather it's not at all um <laughs> Okay, let me rephrase completely. it, it is completely worth it and and for anyone to debate whether it was worth it or not, look how many Super Bowl, you know, trophies that the Rams have. After you add this one this past year, it's only two. Out <laughs> of this entire franchise history, it's only two, and you don't get that second one without Vaughn Miller. Enough said. Yeah, yeah that that. I, I mean, obviously, you you would love for Von Miller to have stood a lot longer than what he did, but let's face it it uh, it's an absolute insanity that the Bills dropped as many bills as they did on Von Miller. They literally came out of nowhere and then gave him a six year, one hundred twenty million dollar contract. Yeah. And am sure, something you oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say like, and I'm sure some of it's fake money, but 50 million guaranteed. I mean, that's probably at least three, like probably like four real years of money at least.
1: That's yeah, absolutely. That's, that's still, that's still a lot more than what the Rams should pay for Von Miller and, and what any team should pay for Von Miller for that matter. Uh, I I mean, for the Bills' this case, it's a little bit different because they're absolutely stacked on all sides of the football. And, you know, putting Von Miller in there, that, that's a scary thought. Yep, and, I
2: mean, they're doing what we've done the last couple of years, but rather with drop picks, they're doing it with shitloads of money, uh, which is the pieces are in place to build. There's a franchise that has been bad for a long time obviously with spurts of success like they're going through right now but we talk about this is our second Super Bowl I mean they have none so like you gotta make moves like this to win the Rams had to do it last year by kind of throwing away second and third round picks to get Von Miller for a couple games to put them over the edge which he did so like Listen, man. I, I've seen some people on Twitter like they feel like Vaughn kind of led them along, like and maybe he even led the Rams organization along. I saw uh, Jordan Rodriguez post an article about the timeline, which I haven't read yet, which I can't wait to uh, hopefully read that soon. But, um, like, how can you fault a guy? And I don't know when this offer came in, but like, even if it came, if even if he told the Rams he was going to resign, and then Buffalo comes in with this offer, like, a He is going to one of the best teams in the NFL and getting a giant payday. The man turns 33 next week. If he plays out this contract, it'll take him to 38. I feel like he's at least going to play at, like, minimum three years, probably four years on this contract. So you can't fucking fault the guy, man. Even if he was, like, committed to, like, a, I don't know, let's say the Rams offered him, like, three years, 15 mil a year, and he was like, that sounds good. Even if he, like handshake committed to something like that and Buffalo comes in with this offer you cannot fault the guy man I mean it just is what it is like you can't turn this down if you're Von Miller it's a really good football team and an insane contract one that nobody who is competing really is going to be able to offer him and Buffalo somehow did I am not sure how they're paying Josh Allen like 45 million dollars in 23 so like what are you going to do man like (laughs) <laughs> shit happens. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, but it is what it
1: is. Also got OJ Howard and I think Gronk too, right? Did they
2: get Gronk? No fucking way. Did
1: I miss that? Uh, I could have been a joke because I, I went to other places and I feel like, like if somebody like Gronk would get signed elsewhere, it was, it would probably be more notable. So but for sure they got OJ Howard. They did get OJ Howard. Yeah.
2: It, uh, Gronk to Buffalo was rumored last year. I think, um, I'm not sure if they've been trying to get him again, but I just, I just can't imagine they're He's going to play with anyone else, but Tom Brady until Tom Brady retires. Like no fucking way. <laughs>
1: but, Jesus, man, this, this is an absolutely stacked team. And, uh, you know, people have been saying that this is uh the Bills are gonna be a Super Bowl contender. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> I mean I mean they're they're already a contender and then you throw in Von Miller into the mix and it's like, well damn, the rich just get richer.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was insane to say they were the favorite. Uh, you know, you could say it's us, but like I feel like like I, I'm never betting on a team to repeat. You know, I hope we do, but even last year after the Bucks won, I was like, that's an older team. They won. Like, they're not going to be as hungry. I'm sure we're not going to be as hungry. It, it's like, you got to face, look in the mirror. Like, we got the Super Bowl. We will be in the mix for it next year. But uh, I, I'm not calling us a favorite right now. And after this, I mean, shit, that Bills team is good, dude. Uh, and I can't blame Vaughn for leaving. Uh, thank you to him for helping us win the Super Bowl. It's unfortunate it went down this way because, I mean, I don't know what you feel. Like, I'm sure the Rams thought there was a chance he would leave, but, like, I don't think that they were really preparing for him to leave. I think they were preparing for him to stay. And so I wonder what the plan is now.
1: Well, I do think that the Rams are going to try their hardest to bring him in, and I think for a little while the feeling was that they were going to get a deal done with uh, Von Miller, but then the Bills absolutely made an offer that nobody can refuse and anybody's saying he's not loyal, blah, 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 It's like, dude, you, you would totally take that contract also. I would, I, 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 I mean, damn, <laughs> I don't know anybody that wouldn't take that contract. Loyalty is nice, you, but you the six year, $120 million contract is nicer.
2: You can't not take it, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like he like this is his like home for good like he's played here for what two months like uh yeah. two three months so i am not faulting the guy at all i don't know why people would be mad at him sucks that like i'm guessing this was like an 11th hour thing that came through uh this type of money if it wasn't if this had been in the works for a couple days i would hope the rams have started working on backup plans but um I don't know. I wonder where they're going to go now. Uh, I, I like you do need to add an edge rusher for sure. I mean, I'm not super down on if Justin Hollins enters a season as a starter, but you lose Oboe and basically right now it's Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, who was a healthy scratch down the stretch, and Chris Garrett, who I didn't even realize is still on the team. It's not uh, – you, you have to add somebody, and I'm, I'm not sure if they need to add – like, I, I, people have already started saying, like, they can go to J- Jadavion Clowney. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But I don't know I, – like, I wonder if that's the route they're going to go. If With this chunk of money that I'm guessing they're going to have, like, I'm guessing they're still going to restructure and try to sign some people because, like, it's either you go replace Vaughn or you sign a cheap guy to replace him. Maybe um, – I don't know. I was gonna say a player but I don't have any players in mind uh at cheap or maybe you go get like a Bobby Wagner type I'm pretty sure like Stefan Gilmore is a free agent still in the secondary because you do we'll talk about Darius Williams in a second but you do need to replace him so there's different avenues they could go but it's certainly disappointing that the avenue is not Von Miller anymore uh it's a tough realization but again I'm sure when Les Snead read that contract he was just like holy shit
1: like good luck in buffalo buddy thank you thank you for the memories he's like even i can't can't make this kind of contract hey, there's <laughs> no way they could have made that kind of contract no way but as far as as far as other options there is but i think it's going to be significantly different than what people are expecting or wanting so rather than ha- signing a top tiered you know, uh, edge rusher, I imagine they'll do the same approach that they did with Leonard Floyd, where they give um, a, an option to a guy that has potential, maybe like a Trey Flowers type of guy who was recently cut. Um, that, that could certainly be an option. Someone that has had potential and they can give them like a, like a two year deal. And maybe something can come of that uh, because really at this point, there's not a whole lot of, of uh, edge rushers that can really have that similar kind of impact and about the closest one is Jadavian Clowney but in recent years the Rams have had opportunities to at least inquire about it and maybe they did behind the scenes but there hasn't been any sort of reporting in in the past that they were even remotely interested in Jadavian Clowney but I mean who knows maybe this changes a little bit um, it, it's interesting cause they can go a lot of ways, but my suspicion is that they will probably try and go the cheaper route and, and you know, kind of roll the dice on a Trey flowers type of player and then invest it in another area. And, and Bobby Wagner is surely an attractive free agent right now. Uh, Stefan Gilmore is absolutely someone that you want there. Um, me personally, he's someone that I've wanted, uh, you know, playing opposite Jalen Ramsey for the longest time. So yeah, there, there are certainly other ways to do it. It just won't be the exact same recipe that the Rams had last season.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
2: Yeah, and I I am interested to see where they go. On the last podcast, we talked about how we don't think Dante Fowler is coming back. Well, like, that that gets more interesting now, uh, especially considering Oboe's gone, too. We didn't talk about that in the last uh, contract—or last podcast, not contract. Uh, Agbani O'Karonko went to the Texans on a one-year deal. Like, him walking on a one-year deal makes me think that the Rams certainly thought they were keeping— Bob Miller, if they just kind of let him walk out. But uh, that certainly puts, like, the Dante Fowler type guy on the table. Melvin Ingram's a free agent. Kind of fits that, that bill as well. No pun intended on the bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Darius Williams, we expected him to depart for a hefty payday. He got a pretty decent payday. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, three years, $30 million. Uh, I'm pretty sure that... I don't. I think this was a real quote. Uh, the GM of Jacksonville, Trent Balky said, uh, "Like, told fans to just look at the tape of Darius Williams guarding Christian Kirk to show that he, he's good." Uh, and I don't think oh, it's boy. a bad. I don't think. I don't think it's a bad deal for Jacksonville. But it's kind of funny how they keep just like giving okay players a lot of money. Um, but good for him. He had a great career here. I didn't really didn't think he was going to be back at that money. Better spend it elsewhere. I'd rather go Bobby Wagner three for thirty and whatever fucking mortgage board of cornerbacks we have than invest it in Darius right now.
1: Well, Darius Williams, I, I still think is a um, is a quality player, but he certainly is not as good of a player as the Rams were hoping for. In, in uh twenty twenty-one and for him to you know get a three year thirty million dollar contract certainly not something the Rams are willing to do and it it's kind of interesting because Darius Williams was someone that the Rams coached up. He wasn't someone that was added to the team and and then he gets this kind of payday. So clearly the Rams do know how to scout for talent. Um and hopefully you know the same could be said for David Long or Robert Rochelle at some point, but uh, we'll see about that. As far as uh, a replacement, they certainly have the money to to bring in a quality guy there, um, you know, and certainly even at the money that Darius Williams is and potentially an upgrade, but uh just depends on where exactly the Rams want to, you know, focus their money. I, I think at this point between... You know, Les Sean McVay, or Raheem Morris, they're going to decide where exactly they want to go here because, hey, they have money for the first time ever. So, yeah, <laughs> at least some anyway.
2: Yeah, I, I am kind of excited. Like, there are some guys, they, they still need to resign. Um, you know, I think they still bring back Odell, but it, it's a little concerning to me that we've heard, like, literally nothing on that front. Just like radio silence right like there's been no news whatsoever about Odell right
1: well no not really but it's also not that surprising to me either because I doubt that there's gonna be a lot of teams like beating down the door to sign him also I, I mean I imagine that Les Need is uh gonna you know focus on him too but obviously the uh focus right now was on Von Miller And I do imagine that, you know, once the Rams bring in whoever as far as the free agent they focus on, uh, Odell will be there too. Because no matter what, um, Odell's probably going to have to get an uh, incentive-laden contract in in 2022. Now, whether or not that means they're going to, you know, bring him in for a multi-year deal or just the one-year deal, that's the biggest question.
2: Maybe, like, they could also get creative with that, like, maybe, depending on how much cap space they have, like, maybe they kind of overpay him this year, um, but have, like, a second year on the contract that's cheaper and not guaranteed. So, like, hypothetically, like, you give him, like, I don't know, two for $20 million, um, and in the first year... He gets a fully guarantee, but the second year's not. So they're kind of overpaying him to rehab, but underpaying him to play the following year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I do think he'll be back, but yeah, I. It's weird, man. Like now they don't like. I mean, that's about it for guys who are not locked up yet. That you know probably will be back. So. I am curious to see what they do with the rest of their money because they had none last year, and it's really been a while since, like, they've been able to be players in the free agent market.
1: Well, uh, this is why, like, for for the fans out there that are, you know, going like the sky is falling out there because we don't get Von Miller, uh, relax a little bit. Free agency is far from over. Uh, mind you, I would I have rather had signed Va- uh, Von Miller? Absolutely. But there's no way in hell the Rams could have afforded that uh, to even come close to that type of contract. And nor should they have. So, you know, congratulations to the Bills and, and Von Miller. But there there is plenty of ways to do it. Just keep in mind that it may not be the same recipe as last year. And I feel like that's the most important thing to remember here. There's more than one way to do things to, you know, create a, uh, you know, legitimate defense. Um, and unfortunately, the same thing can't be applied to next or the upcoming year. But I, I have faith in, in, uh, less need and, and this Rams team. At the end of the day, you still have Aaron Donald, who's the best, quite possibly the best player in the NFL. So, um, and before we talk retirement talk, yes, I know what Aaron Donald said that he would retire, uh, that he wants Von Miller back, but I also know that Aaron Donald realizes that he he uh, he knows the Rams. No way the Rams could have uh, could have done that. No way. Yeah, and he knows that.
2: And I think um, he's probably getting restructured. Not only like to clear up cap, but they're probably increasing his contract if he's coming back. And so that might be where some of the cap space goes as well. Because I'm, dead. I'm, I'm pretty sure Von Miller might be making more than him now.
1: Yeah, without a question. Yeah,
2: so he's probably gonna get a hefty bag, which maybe that factors into what they end up doing. Um, but just for the people tracking at home, the only guys unaccounted for that were free agents right now on the team, Odell, we just talked about, Sonny Michelle, he's not coming back. Dante Dayon, we'll see. Depends what the market yeah. is for him. Might be able to get him back on a cheap deal. Brandon Powell, they better fucking bring him back. Buddy yes. Howell, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really care. Is he a free agent? According to Rams Ramswire, uh, I don't know. I mean, he might just be back on a minimum. Uh, Jameel Denby yes. is
1: a restricted free agent. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> not opening up that can of worms again.
1: Uh, no, that's, that's beating a dead horse.
2: And John Wolford's an ERFA. Um like he will probably be back, unless somebody's trying to make him their starter. Which, given the quarterback market, you never fucking know. Um,
1: Panthers are still looking for a quarterback. It's, it's
2: <laughs> not going to be John Wolford. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, other, we talked about Obo. I mean, any thoughts there? They haven't. There's been no money announced, but he's probably looking for a big opportunity. And I'm sure he'll get a bigger opportunity in Houston.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's what it came down to is I, I think that the Rams could have maybe offered him something, but I think that Oboe wants an opportunity, and, and I I believe that he thought as much as pretty much everyone else thought that Von Miller was coming back, and there's absolutely no way he's going to play if uh, Leonard Floyd and, and Von Miller are on the same roster. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. I would have liked to have had Oboe back, but realistically speaking, he I, I, I think he's a fine player, but he's not exactly the top-notch pass rusher you were hoping him to be.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a good rotational guy. You can find somebody that can do what he can do at a cheap contract, I'm sure. I don't know. It, it does hurt a little more that Bonds not coming back, but I, I'm not losing really sleep. Speaking of sleeping, Johnny signed with the Vikings, reuniting him with Wes Phillips <laughs> and Kevin O'Connell. Um, I don't really care. I mean, he he was a solid rotational guy for us, but again, when we saw it at Kendall Blanton and Bryson Hopkins down the stretch, I am not losing a single hours of sleep for the next nine months about Johnny Munt going to the Vikings.
1: To be honest with you, I, I'm not going to lie. I really wanted Johnny Munt back. Am I going to lose sleep over it? Not necessarily, but I do think that he had exceptional blocking skills, which is why the Rams, you know, kind of kept him around. But I mean, you have two other, I mean, well, three other tight ends that showed you potential, at least during the Super Bowl. So do you really need a fourth one? That's what it kinda came down to it. So Yeah. Sad but not sad.
2: Yeah, I, I think Blanton can fill that role, even if he's not as proficient as a blocker. He's a much better pass catcher. And so and you hope Hopkins can develop into a good blocker, but I mean Based on the Super Bowl, maybe there's something there, which I never expected to say.
1: But I, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping.
2: Yeah, I, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's worth relying on the room. I mean, even if he's going to be cheap, like if he costs you $2 million, spend that on a fucking punter if you want. like Or Brandon Powell. Give the money to Brandon Powell. Better be some Brandon Powell news sooner. I'm going to lose my mind. Let's uh let's talk about some of the other departures, though not by new teams. The Rams cut Johnny Hecker. He's making a lot of money. This was a cap saving move, I would guess. And also, you know, if you watch Johnny Hecker the last year, he's clearly not what he once was. But Hecker, the longest tenured Ram on the team, not anymore. I believe it's Aaron Donald now. He's a four time first team all pro, six time all pro in total. Really uh one of the most iconic punters of the last decade or so i would say he's probably the most recognizable punter the league has had over the last like 20 years besides maybe pat mcafee or shane leckler and just love the guy man i we talked a lot of shit about him over the last year but putting that aside this guy was in elite, literally a weapon coming out of the special team's for a long time and it was a bummer that he kind of got worn out near the end but this dude was the man and still is he'll always be the man to me if his jersey goes on clearance i might buy one just uh glad glad to have got to watch him play over the last decade
1: uh, clearly that um johnny hecker was certainly one of the better punters that the rams have ever had and. it, it it is kind kind of sad to see him go, but uh, man, based on the past couple of years, he was he just wasn't that great anymore, and uh, you know, considering the amount of money the Rams were paying him, that it was just inevitable that it happened, and I'm surprised it happened so late. Um, uh, <laughs> but they you know, they saved two million dollars. Just by cutting him, so that's that. It, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for a punter, that's a lot of money. So uh, overall, though, I think there's one person that's going to miss him more than Rams fans, and that's Cliff Averill. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to this to to this day, I I think that's like the funniest thing i would ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> No, no shade at uh, Johnny Hecker or anything about like that, but man, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> uh, I got to look up that play again. <laughs> it was so funny. For those of you that aren't aware of what I'm talking about, uh, Johnny Hecker shoved Cliff Averill. He kind of blinds, not kind of, he did blindside him. And then when Cliff Averill, who's a big man, got up and then chased after him, uh, Johnny Hecker just kind of dropped to the floor. You know, he pretended to be dead.
2: Oh, my God. I just pulled up the the highlight. It starts with Jeff Fisher in the backwards hat shaking his head. <laughs> Hecker's pissed off. Hang on, I got to watch this.
1: Oh man, it's it, it's seriously. If you guys have a minute, look that up. It's hilarious. Um, this is so good, but but uh, you know, I I can't help but remember Johnny Hecker for that moment because it's forever the funniest thing I've ever seen. And uh, luckily for Johnny Hecker, um, it didn't escalate where it could have.
2: Yeah, uh, that guy's the best. I'll definitely miss him. One of my favorites. Not for For the last... If If you started listening to the podcast over the last year, you wouldn't know it. But truly one of my favorite Rams ever. That guy's the best. Corey Borkwes is not going back to Green Bay, so a reunion might be in the cards for us there. But I guess it depends on price, because I don't think we are going to spend seven figures on a punter. No. No way. And,
1: And, uh... To, to be fair though i it's I don't think that Borquez is gonna command that. It's not like he blew anyone out of the water last year yeah with, he, uh, at least with the Packers anyway.
2: he lost a lot of money at the end of the season for sure because he got pretty bad and so we'll see but i I wouldn't mind it I definitely wouldn't mind him coming back. I mean we talked about him for months Neither. Andrew Whitworth retired. <laughs> Pretty much expected, yeah. but still kind of a bummer. I mean, after the no-boom contract. I mean, the writing's been on the wall for two months, but... It, it, guy came here, the culture of the Rams completely shifted. If if you started rooting for the Rams when they moved to L.A., you probably don't realize that they had one of the worst offensive lines in the league for at least a decade. Like yeah, it was a long time. It was just a rotation of just awful guys. Like there really was barely a single memorable offensive lineman. I think the first guy that actually like was pretty good was Saffold, and he didn't come in until <laughs> like like but between like what oh six and sixteen. Like who else was even like okay? I mean besides like Orlando Pace at the end of his career, but
1: like when pretty we did, much. The last time the Rams had any figment of a decent offensive line was probably back in the Greatest Show on Turf era, and I'm not joking. Like, really, look that up. No, we did. Um,
2: we did a All Decade Team podcast a a couple years ago. I'm sure you could find it if you search for it. If you haven't heard it, it still holds up, but the offensive line was basically just the Sean McVay Rams and then like Tim Barnes or some like some shit like that because there was nobody. <laughs> and so Whitworth walks in and just the, the line actually becomes competent night and day. I mean, he's probably the second most important acquisition of the last, I don't mean, probably, I mean, maybe Stafford, but the last five years, he's the most important acquisition they had since Jeff Fisher left, besides Sean McVay.
1: I mean, in terms of a free agent signing, you can make the argument that Andrew Whitworth is the best free agent signing that the Rams have ever had. Like, I I don't think that would be controversial to say. No, I think it's
2: accurate. I mean, every other real big-name guy they've had was either drafted by them or traded for. Kurt Warner doesn't count. That doesn't count.
1: Nah, that that <laughs> was that's,
2: luck. That's ridiculous. I uh, mean,
1: re- realistically, that was luck.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't count for the best free agent acquisition because clearly that is, but I don't really count that. But, yeah, man, we're going to miss him. It's going to be weird not seeing him there. Hopefully, no, boom can hold down that spot. The other news, the Rams... They tendered two players. Matt Gay got tendered at a fifth-round pick. And so, basically, if a team offers Matt Gay a contract, the Rams have an opportunity to match it. And if not, they have to trade a fifth-round pick. Trayvon Howard also got tendered at, I think, a seventh, right? It was late. Um, Yeah, it was
1: a seventh-round pick.
2: Yeah. So, I'm curious to see if anyone throws an offer at Howard. I feel like they probably won't, and we'll probably keep him. But... I got to say, man, like, I know we can match if anyone gets offered. But it kind of bugs me that, like, we're we didn't just resign Matt Gay. I
1: I think the hope. Well, because from what I understand, like, the only other option was to uh, put a place a second round tender on on uh, Matt Gay. And that would have been like nearly two million dollars more. So, I, in a way, I can kind of understand. And I think the thought process on that is should a team try and, and uh, you know, place an offer on him, I think the Rams will, will match it, you know, depending within reason. If they're giving him Von Miller money, they're not going to do it.
2: Yeah, like, if, if I'm just a team that has any chance of competing and I need a kicker, like, even, uh, like, the Raiders cut Dan Carlson, right? did they maybe maybe i'm thinking of somebody else maybe they cut their punter uh but if I, if i'm like a team that is planning on being in the playoffs and i end that off season with like 10 million in cap space like i'm throwing 4 million at Matt Gay if i need a kicker and give up the fifth round pick like that guy was lights out so i mean i i i feel like that won't happen cuz people don't really value kickers but uh after the was it the 2020 debacle was it was it not that that far away um You know, I, yeah, (laughs) I just, I think I value this guy maybe too much after watching Sam Sloman shank extra points into the, the
1: barricade. Uh, I mean, there, there are certainly teams that would absolutely love to end their, you know, terrible kicker drought. I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They would absolutely, uh, life has been kind of hell for them, you know, for, for a while. Greg Zerline was terrible. And it's one of the reasons why the Cowboys cut him. Yeah. So, and well,
2: he, you know that's where
1: Hecker's going
2: if he doesn't retire.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No question. I mean, pretty much everyone else was there, and it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna laugh though if he does end up in Dallas. I will be. I will honestly
2: be shocked if he doesn't retire and sign somewhere else. I'll honestly be floored. Like I feel like that's been like circling around for since last year, since they were considering since they had the camp battle.
1: I mean, Bill Belichick said he really liked Johnny Hecker. I, I don't know if the feeling's the same now. <laughs> we'll see. Um
2: that was my whole list, man. I don't know if you have any other topics that came up today
1: that you want to hit. I'm sad that they weren't able to sign Austin Blythe. Right. He ended up yeah. signing with the Seahawks. Probably pretty cheap, but yeah, that would have been nice to get him back. Yeah, and it's funny because I I had someone question me about that, and it's not so much for him to come in and be your starting guard, although he could. Um, It's not only to provide competition at the guard spot, but it's his versatility. If nothing else, he makes a great backup. And I imagine he wouldn't cost very much. So um, the fact that we kind of lost out on him, I'm I'm a little sad about.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see the money there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't
1: I, know if it's been reported yet.
2: Is there any like guys sitting out there that you think the Rams should really make a push for besides guys we've talked about? Obviously.
1: Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's quite a few guys, to be honest. Uh, I know we talked a lot about, uh, Trey flower. I, I talked about Trey flowers. We, um, we talked a lot about Bobby Wagner, Stephen Gilmore. Um, there's, there's quite a few other guys, um, that they could make a push for, but I, it, I know that particularly with, with the Rams, they, um, they have some cap space, but it's not like they have like a bunch of money to just throw, and they also have to think about the future so that's that's something to keep in mind as well um is there someone in particular that you you were eyeing not really
2: like um i i i mean we talked about the guys, but I think like even maybe more than Bobby Wagner. Like, I would love for them to go after Clowney, and if if that's not on the table, I would love for them to go after Gilmore. It just feels like one of those two positions would be really nice to add somebody good now that Von Miller's there. You know, you bring in Von Miller, and we talked about this when the trade happened. Like, you're kind of selling the ship on the secondary and just hoping that the pass rush could be good enough to cover up the inefficiencies of the... Darius Williams, David Long, uh, Dante Day on Robert Rochelle's mortgage board, which it did, and then some. But now you don't even have Darius Williams. So that that would be, I don't know. It seemed like if you're going to spend the money on somebody, you know, if they if they sign Bobby Wagner, I'm, I'm not upset. Believe me. But it would be nice to bring a cornerback. And I will you know, they, they have to make the cap space too, so they have to restructure people and maybe like you look at the guys that they have to restructure. Aaron Donald, no no worries. Jalen Ramsey, no worries, Stafford, he's probably getting a full contract extension. Cooper Cup, no worries. But then there's like Robert Woods and you're kinda of kicking the can down the river with these guys and you don't know what Robert Woods is gonna look like next year. And so maybe they're also just gonna hold on to that and not and not go that route with him. You know, I, I think they if the if there is got are guys on the table, then yeah, they will do it. I think I think no hesitation. But I think that's might be something to keep in mind too, is like you can you can clear up about forty million more now that they've restructured Floyd without restructuring Woods and you get to fifty with Woods. So I wouldn't be shocked if they just kept that went against getting that 10 million depending on what contracts are available to them and just you know played it a little less risky with woods i don't know though did would that surprise you if they didn't restructure him as well and that that's not to say that like they're going to cut him after the season but you know you might mitigate some risk if you don't restructure him specifically i think the other four is that those guys they want them here forever
1: um, I, I think that uh, Woods will be restructured at some point. I'm just not certain it'll be this year. And the only reason I say that is because Les Snead made it very clear that he isn't really going to restructure too many contracts this year. And I think this is kind of a tactic for um, 2023 as well, because even though like there might be more cap space in 2023 – you're still not in the best position either because uh cap space more cap space may be available, but it's not gonna be a ton of cap space. Um and on top of that, draft capital doesn't really improve a whole lot in twenty twenty-three, and it really won't improve a whole lot until twenty twenty-four. So and that's considering there isn't trades from yeah let's uh,
2: we'll have second and thirds next year but let's see if we have them come this time next year because I'm not banking on it
1: for sure and (laughs) so that being said I I think that they will eventually restructure them I just don't know if it'll be this year or next year just to kind of you know save more moves and and you know, be a little bit more smarter with cap space moving forward. And uh, like I said, there are there are other guys to to uh, potentially pinpoint. You know, AJ Bouye uh, was was uh, is a free agent as well. I I wouldn't mind having him. Uh, should they not be able to bring in Gilmore? Uh, you know, I, I would have loved Miles Jack, Man, that was, honestly, his contract isn't that either. No, he, they kind of signed a, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was only a two-year, $16 million contract. For sure uh, affordable. And, I, and considering how young he is, I would have absolutely loved him. But, um, uh, again, that signing happened, you know, when the Rams were thinking they had a shot at Miller. But
2: Yeah, Tyron <laughs> Matthews out there, but that kind of be a luxury signing.
1: Be kind of a yeah, not really that necessary. I would love it, though. Yeah, but, just, uh, hey, your boy Janoris Jenkins I, was. I, was uh,
2: I just had that on the tip of my tongue, and I I got distracted. I would fucking take Janoris Jenkins back in a heartbeat, <laughs> man. Hey, no I imagine hesitation. he'll be cheap, man. There's he, no way he would get a lot of money. <laughs> uh, any you, you
1: think he's gonna be a lot of money?
2: <laughs> no, no. It's what I'm saying. Like he's probably free. Like fucking give me that guy four million dollars a year, no problemo, brother.
1: I'd take him over Dante to oh, just saying. <laughs> I would hope anyone would. Um,
2: any chance that this came out today, I saw Cam, Cam De Silva put up a poll on Twitter. Who would Rams fans rather have, Odell or
1: Julio Jones?
2: you think there's any <laughs> chance we get Julio Jones now that he's
1: getting cut? I, it. Let, let's put it this way. The Rams aren't going to sign another wide receiver unless it's Odell. And and I think it's Odell or nothing. They they really don't have a need at wide receiver. It's just that Odell, you know, he he gelled so well here. And he seemed and, and honestly, it seemed like the perfect pairing here. He he loves the culture here. He loves uh it seems like he really enjoyed his time in LA. Von Miller did too, but um it didn't seem like he was all about you know, being on the Rams like Odell was Odell straight up said that he, he would uh, take a pay cut if it meant staying on the Rams. Well, well, let's say
2: like if Odell gets offered the Christian Kirk contract, he's fucking gone. Like, and I'm not blaming him for it.
1: No, and I wouldn't either necessarily, but I think there is something to be said about a player that, you know, absolutely wants to be here. And, um, in a way i feel like the injury helped the rams a lot more than you think than a lot of people think because yeah there of course there're going to be teams interested but are they going to be that interested as they were before the injury hell no because literally the only way that odell you know plays in 2022 is in the latter half of the year and a lot of teams looking for a wide receiver, they need wide receiver help now. The Rams literally have no need for a wide receiver whatsoever. They can go into the season without signing a, a wide receiver at all, and they'd be in in good standing considering everybody stays healthy. Um, but, you know, this is why they make such a perfect pairing and why I'm not necessarily nervous about losing Odell. But, again... I've been wrong many times already, uh, and I was wrong that a team would offer him uh, Von Miller more than three years. Uh, So, yeah, anything could happen. This is a wild offseason. I I will say this. I
2: agree with you that it's probably going to be Odell, but I don't agree that it's Odell or nothing. I think they will add a receiver if he doesn't resign. Based on what, so based, based on what we saw, fucking last offseason when they added two of them, you know,
1: three, three well, if you count number eighteen, which I don't. <laughs> well, I, okay, so let let me um, let me rephrase. Uh, maybe they add a wide receiver in like the draft or something. I'll be freaking furious if they add it with their first pick. Um, <laughs> There's absolutely no need for them to do that. But I, I mean, I guess why not? Uh, but I, I I really would be surprised if they, you know, unless they got Julio Jones like dirt cheap and Odell wasn't happening, I guess that's fine. But Julio, somebody's going to pay Julio Jones. Maybe not a top tiered contract or anything like that, but they'll for surely give him, you know, somewhat of a payday. Yeah. Even if it's just for a year.
2: But I think if if Odell doesn't come back and they could get Julio at like 8 mil, I think they would do it. Because that seems mm-hmm. like something they'd do. And I think if Odell doesn't come back, they'd look at getting like Will Fuller for the cheap, if he's cheap. But it feels like he's going to go wherever Deshaun goes. Yeah, that's
1: an interesting pairing.
2: I, I mean, dude, they signed Deshaun Jackson's corpse last year like they might as well sign Will Fuller's decomposing body if they lose Odell. <laughs> you know, he does the same shit. <laughs> and he's younger. Oh man. That's Although true. His body might be older. He's always hurt. Yeah, and yeah. he's on
1: steroids. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about the steroids thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, I'm not all that nervous about losing uh Odell. I um, I haven't even really heard much about anybody with, you know, interest, uh, a- as far as like seriously progressing in talks. Um, yeah, it, it just, I, I would be completely shocked if he, if he doesn't end up on the Rams next year. Yeah. And there, there
2: are still good receivers available. Like, um. Well, A, if Jacksonville is signing Zay Jones to three years, $30 million, I feel like they had to have done (laughs) their homework on Odell. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to throw that much money at Zay Jones, but like, it's, there's still a lot of good receivers out there. Like Allen Robinson hasn't signed yet. Juju's still out there. Jarvis Landry's still out there. We just mentioned Julio, uh, Will Fuller, if you want to consider him good. Cordell Patterson, although he's not really a receiver, so those, there are are guys out there. So I, I I would like to get an update on this soon. Like, I don't like that it's just kind of like been sitting there, like nobody's been talking about it. But you know, I I still am confident he'll be back.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I I just I can't help but laugh at the Jaguars just throwing money at just about anyone. I feel like I should throw my name in the list and they might give me like a, you know, four year, like $58 million contract or something like that. uh, Just because they can, it it says a lot about why they're such a terrible team. (laughs) You know, they, I, I mean, really they either don't spend money at all or they just stupidly throw it around. And, and, Don't get me wrong. Some of these players are talented. They're just not the money they're receiving talented. Like Christian Kirk, I think he's a talented guy. I think he still has a lot of potential that we haven't seen yet. Is he worth the contract they got? Hell no. And and the same could be said about a lot of guys they signed. Zay Jones is a perfect example of that. I personally like Zay Jones. I think that he never really got a good opportunity while he was in Buffalo. He comes to the Raiders and well, they're the Raiders and he did show he he showed some potential here and there. And then because he showed potential, they throw him, you know, some ridiculous money. Uh You know, I like him, but I don't like him that much.
2: Yeah, like the amount of money they're spending on their receiving core of Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones and Zay Jones is not ideal. Like, no, none of those guys, like, either. I mean, we'll see, they're going to try and make Christian Kirk a number one receiver. We'll see if he is, but that feels like they've got two wide receiver twos and a,
1: I don't know, wide receiver four in Zay Jones. I don't know. And the funny thing is, I feel like DJ Chark is better than all of them. <laughs> I, think, I think he is, too. And he's, and he's gone. <laughs> he's, he's signed, right? I, you know, if he did, I'd catch it. Oh, but I, know I he... went
2: to go play with Goof, dude. He's going to Detroit.
1: Hey, you know, I've, they finally got a quality receiver.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got they got Shark. They got Monroe St. Brown. They re-signed Josh Reynolds. I mean, hey, we'll see. I
1: mean, I, I like the, I like the receiving core better than the Jaguars. <laughs> they significantly cheaper.
2: I I agree. I mean, <laughs> like, does – Zay Jones might be better than Josh Reynolds, but I feel like he is not that much better than Josh Reynolds.
1: He's cheap. Reynolds is cheaper than yeah. Josh Reynolds.
2: Yeah, like, at these I contracts, mean, I'd mean, much rather have
1: Reynolds. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> Reynolds is cheaper than Zay Jones.
2: Yeah, and DJ Charkin and Ross St. Brown are definitely a better duo than – jones marvin jones and christian kirk man this has become uh jags talk radio the last two pots (laughs) spent a lot of time i mean
1: if if the more stupid moves they make it's hard not to talk about them but uh hey it wouldn't be an off season without the jaguars doing something stupid right (laughs) (laughs) no would not
2: all right well we don't need to go at the hour mark today so we'll wrap that up hopefully Derek will be back with you guys tomorrow if not we'll be back next week uh so follow us on Twitter at Sierra Barrow at Johnny506 at Talk Rams. we'll talk to you guys soon
1: how, how would you evaluate your season uh I think we ain't done yet you, you personally I think we ain't done yet